Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where recovering perfectionists, overachievers, and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your friend in the middle and guide, whose claim to fame this week is launching her second podcast, No Shame in the Own Game. Go check it out. The first episode is the episode before this one in the middle feed as well. So like, share, subscribe, rate, review, follow all of the things. Today we have a mini episode, which means that we're going to read an essay from the middle, do a little advice from the middle, and then jump into some lacy love. So let's make it happen, friends. This week's essay from the middle is called Ending of a Comfortable Middle. At the beginning of the middle, I skirted around talking about my symptoms and potential diagnoses. I never wanted to have to go back and say, just kidding, I'm fine, this was all just me being dramatic. I was going to doctors weekly, new diagnoses thrown out left and right as possibilities, only to be eliminated about a week or two later with another normal test result. It was overwhelming, confusing, and just far too much. I scheduled out a few more difficult-to-get-into appointments, realized they were months away, and decided to take a break. I needed a break from the constant recapping of what was going on. I needed a break from the disappointing news. I just needed a break. Did you know breaks can actually work? I started the break with the sheer determination of not seeming lazy, which, looking back at it now, is so unhelpful. Come on, man. I set up intense trackers of my symptoms and moods. I would conduct many experiments on what I ate, certain things, or when I took certain medicines. In true lacy fashion, I lost the interest pretty quickly when there didn't appear to be concrete answers. Over time, I started to actually tune into my body. I started to understand my energy envelopes better and how to pace myself. I started to think in less terms of absolutes and definitive answers, but gut instinct and feelings. I learned that if I listened and honored my body, not forcing it all the time to bend to my will, it would give me more. This probably sounds flighty and confusing, and the reality is I don't know how to explain it. I would love to be able to give you a detailed list or instructions of what I mean, but I can't. I need to stop trying to impose a system of logic on my body. Instead, I have to come to a place of letting it be and just listening to it. I have not reached answers. It is still something that I'm learning about day to day, but I have fallen into a healthy and respectful rhythm with my body. Labels are powerful. As I write, I'm realizing that this middle has given me the space to not label. This may be why I have been struggling to write over the past few weeks. I would rather not narrate or overanalyze my current state. By attempting to label or give something a name, we are putting it into a box. We are defining it. This can be great and sometimes very helpful. For example, by allowing myself the label of disabled, I've created space in my world for the help and accommodations that have made my life easier to live. I'm grateful for this label. The process of getting a diagnosis is just the process of getting a label. That label will enable me to talk to other people a bit easier about what is going on. It may even enable me to get more help in the future. Here are the drawbacks, though. One, my body is going through what it is going through, with or without that label. Two, the label is still made up. I've learned more than ever that diagnosis is a very human process, and it's not as scientific proof as we tend to see it. It is, and three, it is someone else's label for me. 
And with that comes expectations and baggage. I fear that label will impede on this little oasis of comfort and power I've curated in this in-between time, not wanting to see the end. As they say, all good things must come to an end. Those far-off doctor's appointments are actually approaching now, and frankly, I'm uneasy. Typically, when I discuss the middle, I'm referring to this place. I find discontent and frustration, yet here is a place I've found comfort and solace. I've learned to find true acceptance and found peace in the process. It is what I've been striving for when it comes to the phrase, embracing the messy middles of life. I'm still going to go to my appointments and try to figure out how to bring this new peace into my diagnosis. Stay tuned. I'm really excited to be partnering with Happy Curves. It's a really awesome product to help with something that we all do, which is sweat. I've gotten the lotion to powder comfort cream, got the fragrance free, but I did order some of the tropical scent and I'm excited to test that out. What I really love about it is it's easy to put on, starts as a lotion, turns into a powder, and it works in the areas that I need it to. I'm a busty lady, that's not a secret. And with bust, there's sweat. It's been a really great thing, not only during the summer, but as someone with a chronic illness that tends to make me sweat, I deeply appreciate it. The other thing that I love about Happy Curves specifically is it's intended to be inclusive of all people, whoever you are, because again, we all sweat and we all can deal with it how we want to. I like it because of the comfort. No one's really around me to smell me. Is. But never mind, this is getting too long. Enjoy 15% off going to myhappycurves.com backslash lacy15 or with my code lacy15. That's L A C E Y 1 5. Instead of advice from the middle today, in the traditional sense where I read a listener letter, I'm going to give unsolicited advice today. And it's something that I learned yesterday. So today's July 5th and yesterday was July 4th. And I was only able to go to one of our July 4th celebrations. And the one that I went to was the right one for me because I knew I would have the accommodations I needed to be successful. I was lucky that my dear friend Alex lives on a parade route. So my kids and husband and I could all go together And they could go outside and watch the parade. And I could watch the parade from inside. And also be a secondary person for when one of them got too hot and needed to come inside. I'm going to give some unsolicited advice to anyone who feels like they're a burden or too much. Or anybody who wants to support someone who you know feels that way. I am so thankful that I have that friend. I have Alex, who you've all heard from before, to be able to understand where I'm coming from, say, hey, if you do need to go lay down in a quiet space, this is a space you can go to. And I share all that because I was afraid to go. I was afraid, but I still went and I am proud of myself for going. And I've been having a lot of thoughts about how I'm nervous about a lot of things now. I drove for the first time on Saturday morning and then crashed later that day into the next day. Not great. Crashed like health-wise, not 
with my car. Not, I didn't crash in the car. I need to be clear. <laughs> I, I share all this just to say that it was scary. It wasn't necessary. Driving was fine. I went and picked up our Kroger order, our grocery order. It was fine. But I did have this moment on Saturday and Sunday where I was like, maybe I need to stop trying so hard. Maybe I just need to accept that I can't drive anymore, that I can't go places. And then I was able to pick myself up and try again by going to Alex's for this 4th of July parade. And it worked. It's just so important to remember that progress is not linear, that if you want something, even it's scary, it's worth it to keep trying. Hopefully that made any semblance of sense. I'm having a bit of a morning here. I spilled my coffee. Certain things are just not functioning the way that they should be. But you know what? It's okay. It is okay. And I'm going to keep pushing forward. And I hope you do too. Did you know that I send out a weekly newsletter from the middle in that we highlight, obviously, the podcast episode of that week. I also send the blog post from the week, Anna Lacey Loves. You also get just a little note from me that is where my mind's at. I truly look at my newsletter that I send every week as me sending an email to my closest friends. So make sure to join the middle newsletter. You can do that at themiddle.com and get a little daily dose of the middle in your inbox every week. Welcome to Lacey Loves. As usual, this is my most unplanned segment, which means that I have a tendency to ramble and you're just going to get unfiltered Lacey. Welcome. The water's fine. Next week is Amazon Prime Day and I'm an Amazon influencer, NBD, no big deal here. But I have talked on here about how much I love home automation and I use Amazon products for that. I also just do a lot of shopping on Amazon because they deliver for free to my house, which I know it's a big, scary corporation, but that is accessibility for me. So I am going to go through and put together some like lists of different things that we heavily use from Amazon. Both of my children have an Amazon Fire tablet. I'll be honest, the interface isn't that great when you're used to Apple products, but once you get past that, you can just control so much of what is on there. Basically, at this point on Iris's, we just have her able to watch Baby Shark over and over again. She also watches Peppa Pig and somehow constantly is changing the language to different languages. And Joe and I don't understand how she keeps doing it, but she does. But it's fine. She thinks it's cool. Really, it's just a baby shark machine, and that's all we need right now. Isaac plays games. He's He is a little gamer. You can have, like, screen time that you limit on it to shut off at a certain time. So no matter your parenting philosophy, you can customize it, which is really nice. And there's just so many different things on there for kids. That is one recommendation that I'm going to make. The other thing is home automation with I'm not going to say her name, but A-L-X-E-A. So all the different echoes, whether it's dots, we use that heavily in our house. Turning on and off lights, we can lock doors. The biggest thing for us, though, there is something beeping, and I don't know what it is. It is on my side of the bed, I'm pretty sure. And it, I don't know when it happens. It just started yesterday, and that's just an aside. Okay, sorry, it beeped, and now I don't know what to do with myself. I will find the beeping. What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. 
We also do our grocery list. Like we can yell out, hey, add this to the grocery list. And then it syncs with an app on our phone. And honestly, that has been a huge thing for Joe and I to keep track of grocery lists. The list that we use is called Any List. We do pay for a subscription every year, but it's totally worth it to be able to do that. And then once you have a grocery list, you can export it directly into some online order pickups. So we live near Kroger and we export it into the online pickup for Kroger. If technology can make my life like a percent easier, I can and will use it. And that's what that is for us. Trying to think what else that I am like heavily that that you can really only get on Amazon. Because then there are a lot of things that I just get on Amazon because like I said, the convenience. So my little desk or really my entire podcasting setup, lots of organizational materials, all of that is coming from Amazon. I'll be putting together some like lists and stuff. Okay. Is it my watch? Hold on. I think it might be my watch. Okay. Let's try it out. Maybe my watch is sound turned on. Or maybe I'm hearing things, which I will never rule out. Okay. I will say it started after my mom and sister were here. They are wonderful and came to help me clear out some things, donate things that have been needed to be donated for a while. I wonder if something came into this room and I didn't realize it. This is riveting stuff. I know. All right. The other thing is I'm really excited that I'm partnering with Happy Curves. I'm getting more of their products in the coming week. And so I'll be talking a little bit more about them probably on my next podcast along with ads that you'll probably hear because it's cool. All right. I think that's enough rambling Lacey. The other thing that I do want to say is that No Shame in the Home Game has premiered, as I mentioned in the beginning, I was talking to Sarah and I just talked about how I'm protective of this first episode that we released because it's so joyful. It's just me and Sarah talking. We will be meeting with participants over the next few weeks and you'll hear their stories told over time. But I just really love this episode with me and Sarah where we're talking about our experiences and how we got to know shame in the home game and what it is in our vision. So it's joyful. There's laughter. It's great. And there's Indy, if you can hear him, coming up to join me. I hope you have a fantastic week. And we'll see you soon here in the middle. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself in the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at joyfulsupportmovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right, now go out there and spread some joy.